It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is the Bogey Golf Podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to the average golfer, the podcast that helps you have more fun on the golf course. We're your hosts. I'm Larry D. Michael Pat is here. And Evan's back in Southwest Florida. Southwest, Southwest. Florida. All right. So real quick, this episode, as always, sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight, monkeyknifefight.com. Use that promo code bogey, all caps. Get your first deposit matched up to $50. We're proud to be a part of the Belly Up Sports Network. And that would be over at Belly Up. Why is Evan in the dark? That would be over at bellyupsports.com. You can go there for all their great content and whatnot. Um, If you're feeling frisky and you want a great... uh, Bogey Club shirt or possibly Bogey Mania, you can go to the Bogey Golf store. If you follow us. I was going to cut you off. Uh Uh-huh. Mention this episode being brought to you by your pride and joy. Yeah. The Bogey Golf store is now open, motherfucker. And, And just for the listeners, because they can't see, but we can see, he is never... I don't think I've ever seen happiness on his face more than this moment. Well, he just got done nine hours of woodworking. Mm -hmm. He's he's whittled the table down from a tree. (laughs) Uh, Oh, I've laid the wood. (laughs) While she was was asleep. Oh, yeah. Um, His his pride and joy is finally launched. And overall, as a show, we're pretty collaborative. We all kind of bounce ideas back and forth off each other. 
But just so the listeners know, this is all you. You 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 shared nothing. There there, there was no ideas. There was no um, no synergizing going on. This was just you saying, "I'm printing these fucking sweatshirts. Let's go." Yeah. So the way it works is, this store will be open uh, for two weeks, and then in the two weeks when it's over, everything gets printed and shipped out. So this was the longest i could do it and still have stuff there for christmas so um yeah go there we got sweatshirts we got t-shirts we got uh hats hookers what else don't say that because people are really gonna go then like they're they're gonna go and get disappointed they're like oh i wanted a hooker and all i got is this hat let's not advertise what's not actually there right (laughs) Yeah, well, that, that's actually how half of America works. I just lie about things, and people will go click on them. Well, we um, planned on having hookers, but the uh, supply chain. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, stu- they're stuck. Up, they're stuck on a container ship outside of LA. We're, we're, we're still feeding them and everything, but they're they're just trapped out there for a little while. Um, so the way you just described this store makes me feel a little better because all I pictured in my head was, like, after the Super Bowl when, like, all the little African kids were running around in Kansas City Chief shirts. And I was thinking, like, how the hell am I going to write off the 99,000 different shirts that he manufactured and ordered ahead of time that I'm stuck paying for? Yeah, the only way that I could do it with uh, without breaking the bank is to, to do it this way, where we do limited runs and then everything is printed at the end. We make in the long run less money but the downside <laughs> is is much less like if if this thing shits the bed we're out very little <laughs> if if we sell a bunch of shirts we'll make some money but the other way is you know you figure out you know i gotta buy 30 of each shirt in each size and i just you know gotta ship it and it's a lot I'm of work not, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie when you went rogue i was a little nervous about that part i i didn't want to piss in your cheerios and bring it up at some point because I mean, normally when we owe money for something, we just send each other a Venmo request and we yeah. just pay it blindly. You think you're going to get a Venmo for eight thousand dollars? Right. And I was, I was just waiting on one. I thought it was like a country club assessment. Like, oh, hey, here. By the way, <laughs> that shirt idea was horrible. There really weren't seventy-five ladies' small shirt orders for bogeys or sexy in a pink tank top <laughs> who would have thought I, you know I, I did market research apparently it was all wrong so I thought we'd be able to pump in 12 grand into the uh, into the machine but somebody didn't take first place we didn't go right to that yeah well that's why he's sitting in the dark because lights are for winners I was going to say that too. damn it <laughs> That could be a shirt. (laughs) Lights are for winners. Well, we do know that we have recently confirmed that Mr. Bowser is down there. Yes. So Evan Evan has probably been sent to his room at his own house for not winning. For sure. (laughs) So Evan walked home. The real reason I'm sitting in the dark is because because you bogeyed the last hole and lost $1,000? No, I don't look at it like that. The reason I'm sitting in the dark is because I Good thing we're here for you. My bedroom has no lights in it. How does your bedroom have no lights in it? That's a 1970s built apartment. There's not one light in the. There's no light in the room. There's no so outlight. You, you can plug a lamp. Yeah, thank you, Pat. I don't have a lamp. 
I'm making lamps right now. You want me to send you one? <laughs> sure. I don't have a lamp. And right, I, normally I do the podcast in the main room because I've got some people over. I'm not uh, I'm not disturbing them. I, plus, I want them to hear it live through the show. I don't want them to just be like, well, I don't want to listen to it. I listened to it already. What I want to know is. So I'm defending the integrity of the show. You went from. We'll talk about your tournament in a minute. But you're life is like upside down right now you went from you live alone you do whatever the hell you want you sit around with no shirt on you're going to the bar to now your sister your sister and your dad are there you're in your room in the dark trying to record your podcast like how the mighty have fallen here that's true yeah sometimes you know when i was by myself there would be times where we would do the podcast then i'd go out to the bar maybe i'd do it in the parking lot of the bar but <laughs> oh no, I never did that. <laughs> yeah, now you're now you're huddled in your in your room trying to keep it down so they can watch TV. Yes. Under like a Pamela Anderson poster. Evan <laughs> Pamela Anderson was a famous hot chick in the late nineties. Yeah. I don't have anything on my wall. It's very blank here. You got the big check hanging up, right? <laughs> no, that's on the floor and the outside. <laughs> so let's you know, I, I picture your bedroom as the big check. The gas can, and then a bunch of like metals, dude. Don't you think it's just a mattress on the floor? There's not a bat. There's not a headboard. There's no way. There's a what headboard. kind of bed do you think I sleep on? I'm gonna go with like a a twin, a full air mattress. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm serious. So for all the people, how out there, do you this, sleep this, on an air mattress? I've been sleeping on an air mattress for two years now. Why don't you buy a bed? I like air mattress better. What if you bring a lady home? You can't thrash on an air to, mattress. You got to try to pop it. It's a it's a it's a challenge. You'll then. bounce it right up off the ceiling in that thing. <laughs> I just I, I like know, the idea. I like this is me as a person. I know this sounds strange, you cannot I, bring a woman home to an air mattress. <laughs> I mean they're I, so old. They're so old though. It's softer, so they don't break their hip. I mean, they can't get down that low in Florida. <laughs> Oh, this is a this is a big air mattress. This is big big boy here. <laughs> so you I like take the a idea. girl into your room with an air mattress and no light. <laughs> Clock radio. <laughs> this is the idea of why I like I like the air. I mean, I like the idea that let's say you said in ten minutes you got to pack up everything you own and just go into your car and leave. I can do that. Why would I say that? (laughs) I like that idea. I like being able to do that. But couldn't you, if that ever happened, you don't take your bed, but you can buy an air mattress later? (laughs) I mean, I don't understand why you feel like you need to live out of a duffel bag. I just always have, and it's just easy that way, and I like the air mattress. I like, now I can take it with me wherever I'm going or anything. If I ever need to stay somewhere, I'm good. That that first hurricane warning of the season, he's going to be in fucking Arkansas in no time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, plus, think of it like this. Let's say a hurricane hits. Maybe a little say, less Ethereum, a little more light in bed. bed. <laughs> no, that's just wasting money. That's wait. You don't get anything out of that stuff. Out so, of bed? <laughs> so my thought what is... What does your sister sleep on? An air mattress, too? No, she's got a regular bed. So... What I think of, and when she's and when she's not there, you choose to sleep on the air mattress version. No, of the I do bed. sleep in the other bed when she's not there. Okay. So, but so have you banged a grandma in your sister's bed? <laughs> no, I've never done that. Come on. 
That's a so, yes. <laughs> people people want to know. That, that was an instant question from a listener. No, I've, I've not done that. So what I will say, though, is let's say we get a big hurricane here. See, I've always said that if a hurricane hits, I want to see what it's like. I would never evacuate. I'm with you. I would actually want to come join you and yeah. bunker down in the air mattress. I thought it, let's say I mean, it seems like a foolproof plan. Let's say the hurricane hits. Huge, massive flooding. I have the air mattress. I could just float away. Just <laughs> float in <the> safety. <laughs> I'm going to be on like the news, and there's going to be like there's going to be this guy just chilling on an air mattress. It's crazy because that's not even the dumbest thing he's ever said. <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing the reverse Cuba. There'll be people on rafts coming this way, and you'll be floating past them in a fucking air mattress. <laughs> I uh, I am just in shock that you sleep on an air mattress. I've slept on an air mattress since I moved to Florida over two years ago. Why? I like it. Well, wait, but part of it is, though, so people appreciate this, though. If you're not, like, the rich kid who was brought up, like, trying to make the tour and you're funded by a bunch of people, like, this is the life of a guy chasing the dream. I got to save money. I'm not going to buy a bed. That's such a waste. I have He a lives in I a two-bedroom apartment on a golf course in Florida. I don't. He can have a bed. I'm trying to paint a picture here. The picture you're painting is wrong. I want want people to think Evan's eating Chef Boyardee every night cold. He he is, but because he's lazy. (laughs) Guy's drinking $20 martinis. (laughs) Wait a second now. I don't think it's fair to say I live, like, to say nine-hole golf course, that's like this course that I live on, Every hole is 100 yards, par three, and it's like your backyard grass that just mowed slightly lower as greens. Mm-hmm. Like Dearborn Hills is Augusta compared to this course. Is there a golf course? This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films, they can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. It's there's nine holes out there. Yes or no. Is there a golf course? It's a very loose definition of the word. If you want to do people pay to play on it. No, it's free. Only for people that live there, right? Well, I'm sure anybody could just come in and play. Who's going to stop you? There's no one like working on the course. It's an amenity. (laughs) I mean, come on. This place is like so bad. I mean, you cannot even define this as a golf course. Like Dearborn Hills greens are unbelievably good compared to this greens. 
Uncle Pat, do you live on a golf course? I don't. I don't live on a golf course. I don't. <laughs> also, I don't actually live on the course. It's in the community, but I don't like live on a hole. <laughs> and I'm looking at one bedroom places in Florida, not two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to drive to Florida. Just fill. Make sure you fill up your gas before you. <laughs> I can't believe that you live on an air mattress. I, I mean, seriously, what? Do you, have if, a, do you have a Do you have a dresser? Or do you live on a soup, multiple suitcases? No, my clothes are just kind of on the floor. I have no dresser. Can we teach you how to be a grown up? No, nah, it's too. That's too boring, man. Come on. There's nothing boring about putting your clothes in a dresser. No, nah, that's boring. I just hang up my shirts, and that's enough. I guess that's how remember, I. That's how I live remember, too. It's over the banister. When he, when, he, when he bought the new shorts. Yeah. So where, are the, where are the new shorts? They're on the floor probably somewhere. I don't know. So when you're going to this, now we're going to segue to the tourney. So when you're going to this tourney. Yeah. Like me or Larry, we'd be figuring out like what we're going to wear and stuff like that. Like you literally just grab a bunch of shit that morning off your floor and throw it in a bag and figure this will last me four days. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do that. Like, this one was kind of a bigger one, so I tried to pick the best shirts, the ones that I've not spilled food on yet. Or gas. Yeah, or gas, yeah. And then I just kind of go with it. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I don't know. What are you What are you supposed to do? You pick out clothes that match. You lay it out. You got socks that go with it. You pick out what golf shoes you're going to wear with it. Okay, I only wear one golf shoe type of shoe. I only wear one. What golf shoe do you wear? It's like a gray foot joy one. Spikes or like, spikeless? It's spikeless, but I've worn the same one for a year. I never got a new one or a different one. Do you think you should don't you think spikeless is costing you distance? No. The science says it is. Well, I can't t- comment because I've never even tried another shoe. If you wore squares, you hit it nine yards farther. Mm-hmm. You want us to get you a pair of squares? No, I, I'm not a fancy kind of guy they're free i mean they're i can call bob right now bob might throw in a bed you might you might tell me your story bob will send you a pair of squares if you want them so should i do like a test should i go out on the range once or on the course with a couple 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 pro v's and say all right let's change shoes on the tee here and see what actually happens but this is what's crazy you're not like my socks getting dirty because they're already probably dirty you're so good at golf you don't wear a glove, which is I'm I'm accepting of that now, which is fine. The no hat thing, I'm all in on. But you have a pair of golf shoes. Well, I probably have more, but I just wear the same ones every day because they're the ones that are the closest or the ones that remain in the car. I mean, I have I know I have issues, but I would guess within twenty feet of me right now, I probably have twenty five hundred dollars in golf shoes. <laughs> I probably own. I have two golf lockers. <laughs> I probably own six to eight pairs of golf shoes, but I've only worn one in the last year because they just, they just, they stay in the car. So then I I have those golf shoes that you're talking about. The gray spikeless foot joys, very comfortable, but if the grass is wet, they suck. No, I've never had an issue ever. Well, then so, okay. So there's a good example. So going to this trip. Did you have a backup pair of shoes in the car in case it rained out of control for a day? No, I didn't go that. No, I don't. I don't plan it out like that. Why would they don't get wet in the rain? <laughs> Do they have umbrellas that come out of them? 
I had an umbrella. I brought an umbrella. Are these the shoes from Back to the Future 2? I don't even know what that means. They were self-drying. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen that movie. God no much, damn it. McFly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to stop talking about how you're just from another fucking planet. <laughs> let's get let's let's get to the tourney. So you get up there late for the practice round. You showed that to the world on Instagram. Yeah, did you guys like that video? I did. Um, and then... Yeah, Tuesday... For those that didn't see the video, though, for Tuesday, I was supposed to play at 1230, and I I don't know what happened. I just didn't leave on time. I probably didn't pack. I couldn't find the stuff. I, I don't know what happened. Have you ever you thought... You're your matching dirty sock? Yeah. Have you ever thought about packing the night before? Well, I was leaving at, like, 10. Okay, but I mean, you, just, you were late, though, so maybe you should not, pack the night before. But it wasn't about... It had nothing to do with the time packing. It just happened because I was up by like eight in the morning. Like I had plenty of time. It's just like, I just don't know what happened. That happens to me all the time though. Like all of a sudden just time is gone. And then I wasn't feeling that good. So I went to Walgreens. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you're so distracted with making your bed, doing the laundry, putting the clothes away, the wife, well, the kids. He's got to. Like I, I, I really get how you. How he had you to patch a hole in the air mattress and refill it. So that took a minute. I, he was blowing on that thing all night. <laughs> I honestly have no idea how people have wife or kids. Like, I feel like I don't have enough time in the day to do, like, nothing. I'm like, how would I have time to do this other stuff? You don't ever have time to do anything. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I mean, you sacrifice doing whatever you want. Like, that's just gone. Like, every now and then you get a little bit of time to yourself. Yeah, sometimes you can only play 36. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So, anyway, I... uh, I was late because I don't know why. I was sick. I didn't feel that good. I, I think that the explanation of you didn't leave on time is probably the the well, best I explanation. The I did take go to the Walgreens, and I was like, oh, I don't feel that good. Like, I wonder what I should get. And then all of a sudden, I'm should there. Should have got a COVID test. Yeah, I didn't get tested. Um, well, no, because why would I get tested? What if I was positive? Then they say you can't play. All right, so instead, just infect everybody else and kill them. <laughs> That will improve his chances to win. That, uh, I like it now. Yeah. Now, if that guy, if Miss America dies, the runner-up becomes Miss America. That's how it works. That's science. So anyway, that's, I, that's the mind of a champion. So I was driving to the course, and I was like, "Well, I'm never going to make it." So I called, and I was like, "Oh, can you push me back an hour?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, that's fine." No Where problem. was your sister and your dad at this time? My sister was with me. My dad was coming separate because he was working at home. Now. Your sister, I've gone to many a tournament with her. Oh, she freaks out about that. She stuff. packs the night before. She like leaves. she has outfits laid out. Like she yeah. knows what she's wearing each day. We so leave she's an adult and an yes. adult and a professional. We leave. <laughs> we leave way in advance. <laughs> no, she goes. She goes too far with it though. So she was playing in the one event in Tampa Bay, and she goes, "Well, I don't have to leave for like an hour, but I'll just leave now." I'm like, I don't why. Well, I don't get it. Like, because if you're going to sit somewhere, you sit at the destination. So you no, that it, makes no sense. It doesn't you, make no sense. It makes all the sense in the world. If anything happens sit. on the way there, you gave you gave yourself an hour buffer, and if nothing happens, well, then you just relax there. Okay, First you watch everything on your fucking phone anyway. Why does it matter where you're doing it at? If well, I like to be at my home base. If if something happens on Just the way, bring the there, air mess with you, blow it up in the parking lot. You said you can move. You said you're mobile. Did you, why didn't you take it with you in the first place? If someone if something happens, 
like cars trouble? Uh, is that what I'm assuming you're implying? I, I mean, anything could happen, anything. but yeah. And that's going to take at least two to three hours. So you're already screwed anyway. Okay, okay. What if there's just traffic? There's no traffic on Sundays. Yes, there, on. there's X. Okay. You're right. No, I don't know. I'm arguing with you for no reason. You were there. You were late. Obviously, your way works. <laughs> what I, what I don't know what I, I was thinking. Was, you could have you packed the air mattress and been the only guy in the field to sleep in his own bed the night of the tournament. Like, I do you know. know the value of sleeping in your own bed? Well, I did know one guy who lived close to the course and did sleep in his own bed. I mean, you could have got comfy. You could have removed all the lamps. <laughs> Ask them to take the bed and just set the air mattress up in the middle of the floor, and you could have gotten like the home zone. It would have been a home court advantage. I could have, all you need to bring with you is the air mattress and the big check in your home. You know, now the thing that's really even more discouraging is the course I played PJ Golf Club had all the history of like PJ Championships, Ryder Cups. I could have like learned information while I was there too. So dumb. I didn't do that. Not that I didn't know everything already, but. All right, so you get there. You have a eleven thirty tee time. You get there at four. Yeah, I played thirteen holes. I think because it got dark on me. Yeah, it does that every day yeah, around right. sundown. Daylight savings time. They changed the clock. So what a terrible idea to change the clock. <laughs> you lost. You lost an hour. That's three more holes you could have got in. I know. So disappointing. So then the next day, I did a real practice day and got every hole on. I wasn't too late that day. I think it was on time that day. And how are you feeling going in? I didn't feel good at all in terms of physical. I was yeah, you sick. were pretty, pretty sick. You were, uh, you know, taking NyQuil. Even when we recorded the podcast the last week, you sounded like crap. Yeah, you know, and the tough thing about it is I moved to Florida, like I said, over two years ago. And I'd never been sick once in Florida. So, of course, one of the biggest tournaments I've played in in two years, of course, I would come down with the worst feeling in five years. That's now, just- do you- do you have do you have the nasty head cold thing going on, or do you yeah. just have like straight COVID? No, I don't have COVID. I never had a COVID symptom. I was kind of kidding earlier about that. I just have a head cold. I was never really coughing that much. Head so colds head are the worst because they like fuck up your thinking. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a little bit. I'm on I'm on day six of a head cold right now, and it's the fucking worst. And everyone thinks I have COVID, and I don't. I've been tested twice, and so, I just have a head cold. And so it's why, the worst. So why can't we get like a vaccine for the head cold? It's vaccine everything. What's the difference? Get the vaccine. Don't get the vaccine. You got to do the same shit that people without the vaccine do. Why does it matter? <laughs> anyway. I'm a fucking sucker. Got the vaccine. People at work get COVID. They get to go home. Oh, you're close contact, but you're vaccinated. You can stay at work. You can stay at work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> I right, mean, so- But they're still getting paid, right? Oh, yeah. They're still getting paid. Okay, good. Yeah, that's great. All right. So now so- I get to do twice the work. Yeah. This is awesome. All right, so anyway, how I was feeling. So physically not that good, but you're taking carts, so I'm thinking, oh, that won't be too, you know, that won't be like too much stress, right? And sometimes, you know, people say, oh, sick golfer, you know, you never know. You know, because I think your mind is different. Your mind is almost to the point where it's like tired and fatigued. Yeah, it's a terrible thing to waste. (laughs) Your mind is tired and fatigued to the point where you almost cannot or do not have the energy to worry about things you might normally worry about that aren't good to worry about you know they say you know like the the theories are you know really it's one shot at a time you know we all know we get on a course and we think about a couple holes ahead where there might be a tough shot but in this scenario 
you know, your mind is just. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer kind of worn down and you just don't even all you can do is focus on the shot because that's all you got right so it can sometimes work in your favor now in terms of a golf standpoint i felt really good about my game um because i'd been playing really well i felt like now the so one fi- tri- so phys- physically on a one to ten how are you are you like a five no it's worse than that okay so you were in bad shape yeah just because i you know and the thing is too is like like i said i didn't get sick for a long time then I don't know what it is with me. I don't get sick very often, but when I do, it usually it usually hits me pretty good. You know, that's just the way it's always been. Like it just makes me feel really, really bad. I mean, I don't try to complain too much about it. It's just, it's just. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just get you're, these nasty. Maybe you're a puss. Yeah. Well, I try to play through it, and I feel like I did all right. But it's just like, why do I have to feel like? This? And then it's like you're coughing a lot, and then people are like, "What is wrong with this guy? He's killing everybody." Like you guys already said. <laughs> But anyway, so I'm that's playing. A good, that's a good strategy, though. Like, if some guy's got like a three footer, like, just start COVID coughing on his ass. I think well, I agree about, with you, Pat. That's a great strategy. They talk about the old days when they, Sevy used to have a, like, cough, pretend cough in people's backswing. Back then, that was just poor sportsmanship. Now, that's like terrorism. So, you got to, you can do that and be careful. But anyway, Jack would never do that. No, he wouldn't. But I felt like I was playing pretty good coming in so i felt pretty good about my game the one thing that is tricky is i hadn't played in competition in over a month so you know you kind of lose like that like streakiness of playing every week i thought i thought that was weird was that just a gap in the schedule or is that kind of how it always works out because i i actually we didn't talk about it but i thought that was kind of weird that you hadn't played there's just not much to, in like a month there was just not much to play in okay that's just the way it was um so i just yeah i didn't play anything. thanks a lot so, biden <laughs> so there was just not much going on. So, you know, that that was a little, you know, to just get back into tournament tournament mode in a way, I guess you could say. You know, it, it's maybe takes a little bit longer. I mean, it didn't take I mean, it didn't take much. So, before you tee off Thursday, what was the breakfast sandwich scenario? I didn't eat Thursday morning. Remember I was too sick. But it was a Best Western breakfast, as we talked about last week. I was at the Best Western. So you're so you're sick and you're starving, pretty much going as you're oh, playing. No, because I'm not even like I have no appetite. I don't even feel hungry at all. Do you feel weak at all from not eating? No, I usually don't eat if it's early. He only eats after three twenty-six dollar pineapple martinis. 
and then it's McDonald's finest dollar. Yeah, there's yeah, there's just uh, French fries all over the air mattress. <laughs> so anyway, so do you want me just to kind of go through the days and talk about? Well, hang on first. How how many fast food cups are in your room right now? Actually, there aren't any. I don't. I don't get drinks at fast food places. Are there any are there any wrappers that you could touch at this point at this moment? There there is and I cleaned it up recently. Uh there was like there was like fries some I forgot about. I don't even know how it happened, but they're just like I think I fell asleep and forgot to eat them or something like that. Larry, you have a teenage son. I have two teenage daughters. I almost feel like I'm dealing with them right now. Um I, I, I kind of have a feeling I'm far worse, but I'm I I am like I can't even explain to you how I I'm on edge just listening to the story. I, I just like, I just, I can't, I, I couldn't, I can't, I, I could not be a scatty. <laughs> We'd have to take a separate car. I'd have to, I'd have to be there. And then just, it'd be like playing around no. of golf with brother Nate. I just, I know he'll be there at some point. I've done, <laughs> I'm here. I'm no. ready. If you're going to be my caddy, you're going to do it my way. I'd and meet I you there. Wanna- I don't want to hear any complaints like this is not the right way to do it. No, we're not doing that. I wouldn't complain. I would just already be there. No, we're not doing that. You got to go with me. <laughs> I could. You, you, you have already checked the rangefinder 740 times just to make sure the distances were working. And you got to ride in the passenger seat with me while I'm late rushing through traffic and on my phone texting the whole time and watching videos or something like that. Hey, check out this, check out this Masters video from like 1995. Check this out while I'm driving to the course with the giant check bun- bungeed on top of the <laughs> on top of the car. <laughs> All right, <laughs> get to the tournament. All right, so first day we're starting in the morning. I was pleased to get the early late draw. That's my favorite draw. I like that draw. And the, for those, I would think that I would think that'd be my preference as well. Yeah, some people like late early. They say, like, you know, if you're playing good, you can kind of just ride the momentum. But I like early late. I feel like first day, you know, you kind of just want to get at it as soon as you can. And then you get, like, almost like a 24-hour break in a way. So, first day. Uh, I won't go shot by shot by any means, but uh, a couple things of note that happened. Second hole, made a birdie right out of the start. You know, felt good. One of the toughest holes on the course. Uh, Stepped up right after the birdie on the third hole. Hit it straight out of bounds off the house. Hit the house. Loud I heard sound. that it made uh, loud sound, but it, it is it true that it almost bounced back into? Uh, it almost came back into play. Yeah, it, it, hit, it hit the house so hard that it almost came back in play. You know, to be fair, though, the house was not like way out of bounds. You know, the house was somewhat close to the stakes, but it it hit the house pretty good and almost came back. But thanks to my, I'll credit my attitude and mentality in terms of you know, I'm don't get overly invested i was able to just hit my next drive and now i hit a provisional from the tee i knew i pretty much knew it was out i was almost surprised it was as close to what because i heard it hit the house the people who are living there they're probably mad at me big mark on the golf ball uh next ball just hits it right down the middle hit an iron onto the green made the putt save bogey big bogey save there you know just so how, cl- how close was the ball so you actually found that ball yeah it was just right near the ob stake so it was pretty close to coming back then. Yeah, probably within five feet of the OB stakes. Wow. Yeah. Just, almost, a, just just a bad drive. Just yeah, a bad huge hook. Huge hook. Terrible drive. Worst swing of the week by far. Uh, so, so, bogey, there's a great score having to re-tee on a par four. 
yeah, it's an amazing feeling. It, it, you almost walk away to the next tee thinking like you stole one. Well, it means you, you know, birdied the hole, right? Yeah. Besides the. Yeah, you birdied. But, you know, you're still writing down a bogey. Right. You, you are writing down bogey, but you definitely. They're, not all bogeys are equal. In that scenario, that is a good bogey. And this is a that, bogey golf podcast. Sweatshirt run number two. Not all bogeys are equal. Not all bogeys are equal. You hit one out and you say, say bogey with the second ball birdie. Um, then got a little bit of a run, you know, and, you know, birdied five and six to get to two under. So now it feels like, you know, you could easily look at it and go, I could be four under, right? Because I already had the one birdie. Right. And you feel, you feel like you've made four birdies. I mean, you know, yeah. you didn't, but you're okay. You made one bad swing in, in six holes, right? Um, and, how, and how are the guys you're playing with when you're, I mean, I guess it's different for you than us, but was everyone pretty much the same caliber of the guys you were playing with? Yeah, they're all good players, but, you know, I don't even pay attention to stuff like that. You know, I don't. Okay. I'm, playing, I'm playing my own game against the course. You know, this isn't the final day when you're tied with somebody. This is the first day. You know, you know you're just playing. You're not looking at the scores. You're not looking at anything. It just doesn't matter yet. Right. If some guy shoots a 67 and you shoot a 68, who cares? You shot well. Even if the guy shoots 65 and you shoot 70, I think that, I mean, obviously you'd rather be the 65, but five behind with three to rounds left, that's, oh, that's like nothing. Right. Lot, okay. lot left, right. So anyway, um, take a bogey on a par five. Pretty bad. Pretty bad bogey there. Went for it two, got stuck in a bad bunker and made bogey three putted. I noticed that online and I was shocked there. Like, yeah. If you told me most shocking scenario, it would be you bogeying a par five ever. Yeah, but there's there's the not all bogeys are created equal. You know, you feel amazing after you bogey the par four after the OB, but then you bogey the par five feels like eight. It feels like eight. It does. You know, well, it's especially least, especially if you didn't lose a ball because I assumed when I was watching you lost the ball. It's at least a two shot swing, right? Because you should birdie. It's an iron into the par five, but it was not an easy shot. The course is a great golf course. You know, it's a good test, good challenge par five. You know, you got to hit the good shot. And I didn't hit the great shot. I didn't hit a good shot by any means. Just put it out to the right and went into like a 30-yard bunker right of the green. You know, like one of those. And you, were, and you were driver iron, so it wasn't a big, it wasn't like driver three-wood or anything like that. It was, you were getting no, it was, an iron. It was, a, it was a pretty good downwind. So that's what made it play shorter. Okay. Right. So, so it made bogey there. Kind of just felt like that kind of hurt the momentum a little bit. Um, but kept going. Now, are you able to shake that off on your way to the next tee? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So you're, you're pissed for a second, and then it's gone. It's just disappointment. Not even, okay. not even anger. It's like, come on, really, man? Like, you, you, you just can't. You just, it's like, not even like you shouldn't do that. You just can't do that. Looking back, it's like, how do you do that? Okay. Like, you're so much better than that. Well, it's you like did one thing several have... times. You played the par five kind of like shit. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> what is my scoring average on the par fives? I think it was worse than your scoring average on the par threes. <laughs> no chance. Come on. Anyway. You might have saved it with the eagle on the last day, but. <laughs> no ch- All right. Well, I think uh, you made two or three bogeys on par fives. I thought that was my only one. No, I thought. No, there was at least one other one. I don't remember that. Then. Anyway. And well, I Good thing we're here. I usually kind of remember. So, so anyway. Two pars to finish the front. Turn in one under. And you kind of think, kind of a weird nine. You know, all three birdies seemed like they were on tougher holes. Then you had the OB, and then you had the six on a par five. 
So you could easily look at it one of two ways. Probably could have shot 38, right? Or could have shot 32. So I'm right in the middle. That's just the way it goes, right? Sometimes, yeah. I think except, it, except when we think about it, it's 48 and 52. Mm-hmm. I see. I still think that more often than not, kind of finding that middle ground is usually what happens. You know, could have been this, could have been that. And you ended up in the middle. I feel like that happens like at least 80% of the time. I agree, but, I agree with that. That's normally just, the, normally the, the good breaks don't keep going. And a lot of times, if the wheels are falling off, you can find a way to right them a little bit. Yeah. So, on course, back nine is a little, a little tricky in the beginning. Make a few pars. All good. Uh, and then uh, just all pars. Nothing, nothing eventful is really happening. You know, just hitting it on and two-putting, really, for the most part, it seemed like. And then got to uh, 16, and uh, I believe that's where I made birdie to get back to two under. So it felt good to get a birdie after basically parring nine straight holes. So I'm thinking two under. I mean, that's a pretty good round. And I looked at the scores, I think, going into that hole. Just I was just curious how it was playing. Were there scoreboards up, or were you looking on your... I was looking on the phone here. The scoreboards did not start until the weekend. Okay. And I took on my phone, and I said, okay, you know, like three... I, oh, I remember. Uh, actually, I remember. Now I remember exactly what happened. I'm on 16 tonight. We were waiting for the green to clear. Par 5. And I thought, I looked at the scores, and I'm one under. And I think I think if I'm not mistaken, you're three or four under was leading. And I thought, oh, if you hit a good one here, you could be basically right in the lead almost. You know, make eagle. Because it was just an iron into the par 5. And I hit this ball right at the flag. Kind of took a bad bounce off, like, the slope. And ended up about 30 feet away. Um, Were you just being too aggressive, or what was the, or just not hitting good shots? Like, what was the, in terms of like what's happened so far? Yeah, I mean, it's just the way the course was set up. You know, the flags were tough, and if you didn't feel like you had a perfect number, it was kind of a mistake to go right at the flags because if you miss just by five feet to one side, it could end up being a quick bogey. You know, and if you just kind of hit it to twenty feet and hope you roll something, and if not, you just settle for par. You know, it's kind of that kind of golf course. But I remember thinking in the fairway, I said, oh, I'm going to hit this close, and I'm going to take the lead, and I'm going to win. You know, I was kind of just joking with myself because obviously you can't win on day one. But it just seemed like it would have been cool. And I hit a shot right at the flag, kind of caromed off the slope on the green. The greens had a ton of slope in them, and I made birdie. And I'll go two under. Now, 17, 18, two toughest holes on the course probably. I said, all right, let's just try to, let's just try to par in. So 17, this is where the, the ruling came in. So I hit it right at the flag, but it came just short. Pretty pretty simple chip, actually, just from the left rough. Take a practice chip, walk up to the ball, or walk up to the green. Just look at the green. Go back, take kind of another practice chip, drop the club, hits the ball. Moves the ball about a half foot. I look up. Nobody's looking at me. I'm like, oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. Because I dropped the club. It one bounces on the ground, hits the ball. Have you ever done that in your life that you can think of? Not in competition. I cannot think of a time that that's happened. And I look up and I go, oh, nobody saw it. And I'm thinking, oh, I can't believe I just did that. I have to call the penalty. But I said, oh, let me check to make sure what the rule is. I got him. Because if you make, if you play it out incorrectly, you could be DQ'd. So I go over to the cart, call the rules official's phone number, explain what happened. Yes, indeed, one-shot penalty. Replace the ball, Right. So you don't play it from the new spot. You replace it if you accidentally move it. 
Now, if you're on the green and you do it, it's no penalty. Right, but that's only on the green, right? Yeah, that's only on the green. Or the tee, right? Same thing as if you accidentally knock the ball off the tee. So I chip it up, make the putt, par, or make par essentially, but with the one-shot penalty, bogey, part 18, shoot one under. So looking back on it, you really look at it like, wow, that was kind of like a weird day, right? Mm-hmm. How did you How did you feel after that? Because I'm guessing, did you kill yourself for the for the mental error or no? No, because it was just such a fluky situation. A mental error, in my opinion, is like misjudging a club. Like that's something where you think about. I mean, this is just like a fluke accident thing. Like there's just nothing you can do about it. It's not like I was playing around with it and like hitting practice chips too close to the ball. Is this is this a a head cold thing? You think? Like I know you're not going to make excuses, but probably somewhat paying not paying attention enough. You know, this this is a pretty bad mental error. I mean, you just drop the club. I mean, kind of. It just. Ha- I. I don't. Know. I mean, I've dropped the club before. It just happened to be not on the ball. It doesn't just happen. <laughs> Evan, I've done like everything. I don't know if I've done. I've that. never I done that. I hit a golf ball backwards before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it happened, but so we come away one under. And again, you could go. Really, could have been like four, but maybe if everything went wrong, could have been like four over. I don't know. I kind of thought both ways about it. And I thought, you know what? Not a terrible score. You're right in the tournament. You're not out of it, right? That could have been. I could have shot 78 and been out of it. Because after uh, day after day one, you were top ten, right? Yeah, either top. I think I might have been just fractionally outside, possibly. I'm not. I don't remember exactly. You know, in the top fifteen though, for sure. And 65 is low, so I'm six back. And you know, you think it's they got plenty of time. Yeah, I mean, the, as long as you don't shoot 80 on day one. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Under par. If you shoot under par every day, you're feeling pretty good, right? So, anyway, yeah. Evan, this hole, I'm on. I'm on the site now. If this undulation is as look as, as real as it looks in these graphics, like that short par five looks like a monster. Oh, the green on the hole is insane. And they put some tough flag. They put it on like the crowns and everything. Okay, so they they made it a, a test. Yeah, they probably couldn't have made it play much tougher than they did. And then the, the, and we'll kind of get to it later a little bit. But, like, the amazing thing is we'll play the first day and be like, wow, these flags are tough. And then second day you come out and be like, wow, these are even tougher. Like, how are they finding these spots? And then you're thinking, like, by the third day, like, no way they could make it tougher than this. And then fourth day, oh, yeah, they found the one spot that's tougher. I'm like, how are they doing this? It got it kind of got to that point. Anyway. In your practice round, were you pretty good at being able to figure out where you thought they'd be or were they tougher than what you thought they would be? I mean, I usually kind of just think four corners. That's kind of the rule now. But they even went like above and beyond that a little bit, which kind of surprised me. You know, I think like, you know, especially because Florida, you get some grainy grass. Like when they start putting flags like on the changing of the grain, I think that's so tough. So, like, let's say you're in the fairway, and the grass right in front of the cup is growing into you, right? And then right at the cup and behind it, it's down grain. So if you hit a shot in there and you hit short, it will spin back because it's going into the grain. If you hit slightly past flag, it's down grain and downhill. It's going to kick and bounce away. So almost, almost, I don't want to say impossible, very, very difficult to get the ball very close to the hole then. Right, you either have to hit one that hits short and almost has like no spin and like a chase up, 
Or you either land it right on the flag and just hope it stops. Or if you're going to hit past it, you better hope you have a ton of spin. And then if you're putting from either side, think of it as every putt's uphill until it gets to the hole. Then it goes fast the other way. So that's how they made it so tough. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. On a scale of like... One to ten, you'd say it was uh, they, like difficulty wise. You don't. You I think you said earlier that you don't think they could have made it any harder. Definitely on the last day. Um, yeah, they just. It's it's difficult to explain because I don't want to say it in a way that's unfair because it certainly was not unfair by any means. Um, I'll just quit. Tell a quick one from the third hole on the last day. I hit a perfect drive. Had about a hundred twenty yards in. Perfect gap wedge. I hit it right at the flag. Another perfect shot. It hit about 10 feet past the flag and released out probably at least 10 feet. So for me, like a full gap wedge, any other day on any other course, hits and stops immediately or even spins back. This is the first time I ever had one that like released 10 feet forward. So now you just hit two perfect shots and you're 20 feet away. Larry, how does he deal with such adversity? But my point is, you hit it to 20 feet, you're probably not birdieing. So if you start facing that a decent amount of times a day, that's what makes it so difficult to, like, I think, make a ton of birdies, in my opinion. Yeah, so I, I agree, because I mean, you got, you got a 4% putt. Well, you just got to be very precise with your shot. That's what makes it, that's what I think separates you know, the good from the great. And I think that was the biggest difference between that tournament that I played in and all the summer events I played in the summer events I played in the flags may have been, you know, not easy, but it wasn't that fine of a line. You know, you kind of had a little bit more room to play around with. You could hit it 10 feet long or 10 feet short and it would just stay there here. You had to be like perfect. Well, and, and like you said too, with the, with how the greens where the sticks were, if you had a twenty footer that it was uphill then downhill, you can't that bring that, that right. Yeah. That brings bogey into play too. Yeah. I mean, like if you, you want be, it, if you're aggressive with it, yeah, yeah, you're almost putting defensively on that yeah. putt, right? I mean, yeah. you're trying to nestle at all that stuff. And then when you get on greens that have a ton of slope, if you start trying to dive around the hole, you know they start going sideways, right? So it makes it even tougher to make anything of like. So anyway, we go to the second day, feeling good still. We get a weather delay in the morning that pushes all the starting times back. So I, I'm not going to finish my second round, most likely. Yeah, so does that, like, fuck with your head, knowing when you tee off that you're not going to finish? No, I don't think about it. It's still one shot at a time. Mm. And uh, nightmare start. And I'm so big into starts. I just think it matters so much. And this was a nightmare start. Miss the, miss the, miss the fairway on the first hole. End up missing the green because of now that. I heard that you missed the fairway with uh, iron off the tee. That's correct. Yeah, missed the fairway with an iron. Pulled it left. Why were you hitting iron off the tee? Well, this particular hole calls for an iron. I think it's not super long, but it gets really narrow where you'd hit a driver. Did you hit iron off the tee the day before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was my plan. My plan was to hit iron. I didn't change because of this. Now, and, could you and, get? Could you get home? Hitting an iron off a tee, or was there no way of getting home? Period. So you just decided to. Well, it was a par four. I must be on the wrong course. No, he started on ten on the second. <laughs> yeah, I started on ten. 
There it's stack, Thank yeah, you. yeah. So around ten, so it's like three eighty. If you hit a perfect drive, yeah, you can give yourself a hundred yards, maybe even less than. But pretty narrow, a lot of bunkers and trouble. Let's just hit an iron, just miss the fairway. Um, came up short with the second shot out of the thick rough. That was another thing that played tough this week is the rough. Um, it felt like if you missed the fairway, the rough wasn't long, but you'd always get a bad lie. And then it became tough to get the right distance. Well, it's that, that shit Florida grass. That's the worst part yeah. about Florida. It's just the was, that grass was is it the Brillo, was it the Brillo grass? Yeah, Bermuda and everything, just yeah. nasty. That shit's it's, just it's like the shit that doesn't die when they get no water and shit. And like it's it's just the it's the worst shit in the. I hate that grass. Yeah, and, and the ball always sat down. And then another thing, you're hitting in a firm green. So what's going to happen? You can't spin the ball. It's already tough enough from the fairway I'm talking about. So now you're basically just guessing from the rough, right? So anyway, come up a little short. Do not get the up and down. So terrible start bogey. Next hole is a par three. And that's a relative, that whole bogey on that hole is bad. Yeah, if you hit the fairway, you feel like you should have a birdie chance because you should have like a nine iron in, right? Next hole is a par three. And I thought I hit a good shot. It hits on the back and bounces into the water over the green. Jesus. So, you know, just terrible start. Actually have a great up and down just to get out of there with bogey. So another good bogey. Like yeah. Kind of shows bogey is a good bogey. Yeah. So save bogey. Now bogeys are equal, right? But it just it just didn't feel... All of a sudden, now it feels like you're behind. You know, I played pretty good. I felt like on day one and I've already given all that away. And, and one. Yeah, and one, and it just feels it just doesn't feel as good right off the start. I know you're gonna I'm obviously gonna fight try to fight back and you know I'm not giving up, so what I mean, but now it just feels different. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Now, are EB and your dad with you at this point? Are they walking with you? Yeah, they're out there. And are they trying to trying to bring you back in, or are you? No, no, in? they don't. They don't need to say anything. I know exactly what's going on. It's all good. Okay. But because uh, that's, yeah, that's a bad break on the part three. Yeah, I felt like I hit a pretty good shot, right? But you know, it's bad club, I guess, or something. I don't know. I felt like I hit it pretty good because it was weird. The day before, I hit the same club, and it went in the middle, and I felt like the conditions were the exact same. I must have just kind of nuked it or something. You're a little amped up after the bogey. You really, uh, you really got into it with those, the bogey club. I those, was in the bogey club. Those, yeah, with those foot joys. You really. <laughs> so, the nice thing was on the par five. Two holes later, I made a birdie, and uh, you know I felt like I got it, got that back there, right? Were, were birdies still hard to come by? It felt Did like it. Now this felt okay. like the to me afterward. This felt like the easiest day to score because of the rain. 
softer course, right? So if you get good shots, you didn't have to, I didn't think you had to be as perfect, which is kind of dumb because this was my worst route. I was going to ask you that, then what the hell? That's just the way it went, man. I don't know. I just couldn't get the ball close to all. I wasn't hitting it as good. You get up to that bad start, and I guess it just doesn't feel the same or something. I don't know. I can't. So you like the course conditions were set for scoring on the second day. But no, you did- I, well, not the, necessarily the conditions, just the way the, the course played just because of the rain. Okay. They didn't set the, the flags were still just as tough, but they, it just was easier to hold everything. But, you know, go through each hole. So what was the issue? Why were you hitting the ball worse than you did on day one? Like, what was. Well, just. Just, you know, everything's kind of a little bit off. You know, you start missing a few fairways and you're in that rough. Every flag, it seems like every shot into the green seemed like it was in between, you know, to where he couldn't get the full. It just didn't, everything just seemed like it just wasn't perfect. And that's how penalizing the course is. It's not like I played terrible. I just didn't play great. And that's what you end up shooting a few over when it's like that. So this I, was your highest tournament round of the year, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. But don't you feel like that's how it should be for a for a championship? I do, yeah. I, I absolutely think that. I, I, I think it would be bad. It would be a bad core, bad tournament course if I played like I did and shot the same score as day one. I do. You should be penalized. It's just that's just how it should be. So, you know, a couple pars after the birdie, get to that par five that I birdied the day before. You know, pull it left of the green. Tough chip. Don't get up and down. You know, you. I know in my mind I can't miss left. I do. I shouldn't have an easy chip. That's just how it should play, right? And then, and then the tough thing. This is where I felt like I don't want to say I got a bad break because I didn't. But like seventeen and eighteen, the two tougher holes. Um, trying to think what happened. Seventeen, I hit a great. It was like the long iron, three iron or something. Hit it to like 15 feet and just missed the putt. You know, kind of. Is this the one that was in the center but stayed short? No, this one lipped out. Okay. And then uh, 18, I think, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah, same thing. Like, hit another good shot in there and didn't make it. So, you know, you kind of felt like that would have been nice to get one of those and get it back to even. And then I well, turned on, on, those, on those holes. You feel like you're stealing, right? If you make one, but then it's like you know you get it all back. It kind of would have felt nice. I felt like, and then I get to the next holes one, and I just made a huge mess. That was my other bogey. Yeah, you're right. I did have another bogey on a par five. Right I know. There. You're right. I uh, I think there might be one more if you keep the, when we keep talking about it. I just made a huge mess of that hole. Just hit it. I was just in the rough off the off the tee. Went four and two. Pulled it left. Didn't have a good spot to chip from. Didn't even get that one on the green short. And then chipped on and missed like a five footer or something. So can Just, I can I ask you a question with the yeah. hitting it in the rough and then trying to go in two? You had said that the rough was was difficult and you weren't getting spin, so you weren't being able to hold the green. What club were you hitting out of the rough into that green, and why so, did you decide that you thought you should go for it? So I decided to go for it because I actually did have a pretty good lie here. And I was hitting a four iron. And my goal was just to get it around the green and feel like, all right, just try to get it up and down, right? Just hit a good chip and hopefully it's close. I felt like the way I was hitting the ball was if he would have finished a little higher, he, his phone privileges would be extended. He'd probably yeah. be in the living room right now. But, Dad, I need to use the phone. Yeah, 10 more minutes. It's bedtime. 
I can see him, but I can't hear him. Yeah. All right, Evan, you're back. Your dad gave you your phone back. What's going on? <laughs> so I don't like how I'm hitting the ball, and I think I should hit the four and try to get it around the green. I feel like if I lay up, I'm just not going to make a birdie, and I need a birdie. What the fuck? We can still hear you. I am ecstatic that the technical difficulties aren't me. Elena, turn the Wi-Fi back on. <laughs> Is this how you guys feel when it's happening? Like when it's when it has nothing to do with you, and I'm just smiling and enjoying myself right now because there's nothing I can do. Yes, this is, and normally like you're full of rage. Yeah, it's just panic, and, <laughs> yeah. and all we can do, all we can do, is see your face just miserable. And yeah, right this now, is way better. And right now, you just picture shirtless Evan with some pineapples. <laughs> are we accepting this call, or are we declining? Where- can you accept it? I have to hit end and accept, so it'll, it'll drop us off of this call. All right, and we're back. All right. So, so were, were you recording your excitement during the technical difficulties? Or no? Some of it, yeah. Okay, good. Because that's that's good content. Good. I can't wait to listen to that. So anyway, I didn't like. I didn't feel like I was hitting the ball that good. So I said, "Let me go for it." I don't like the idea of laying up. I feel like if I lay up, I'm just going to make another par. So I'm going to go for it. Didn't work out. Ended up in a bad spot. Even worse, makes bogey. Now we start thinking a little bit about the cut, right? Which I know you're not supposed to, but uh, but I thought you were never really in danger of missing the cut. Yeah, but I feel like it's a slow death right now. You know, I've made if they kept piling up, yeah, I've yeah. I guess you are only you're only on. Uh... I've made three bogeys and one birdie, right? Yeah, I'm one over. To- I'm two over total then, or no, I'm one over total. One over total. One over, yeah, because you got one. What's what's the cut plus four? Yeah. All right, now I'm going to the hole that I just hit out of bounds on the day before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, no, it yeah, you're right. You're right. It shouldn't, it shouldn't, but it does. It gets in your mind a little bit. And now you're just playing different because you're not hitting it good either. So you're thinking kind of what bad could happen. Yeah, and then it's this like, is how I play every round of golf I play. And it's getting somewhat darker now. It just seems like it just seems like it's just. Yeah, God hates you. Golf everything sucks. about this doesn't seem good, right? Yep. Did you so ever I think I should just buy a boat? Because <laughs> no, I think that. No, I I don't like I, people like boats. I don't I don't I like going out on jet ski maybe for an hour, but I'm not a boat guy. I don't know. And then the worst part is, like you got to be thinking, all right, I'm playing like shit. If I get to the point where I might miss the cut, I still have to pay another night in the hotel because I got to play these last two or three holes because I'm not even yeah. gonna get the whole fucking round in. So I mean, yeah, it's like a shit show from the beginning. Yeah, and it's getting dark. So anyway, I kind of just say, all right, we got to just make some pars here. You just got to make pars. Tougher holes, got to make pars. You know, this, this is a tough stretch. And I'm able to do it for the most part. I'm hitting greens now, hitting more towards the middle of the greens. Now, the news point. that I got was that you were, like, scrambling your ass off to make par. Not in this part of the Okay. Okay. Not during, maybe more on the first nine. I kind of maybe just over skipped it. Okay. Uh, that was more the first nine to save some of those pars, no doubt. But this nine, it just seemed like now I'm just hitting into the middle. Shortening the swing, hitting into the middle. That's what I do when I don't hit it that good. And I was able to Larry, get. Larry, we should try that. Shorten the swing, just hit it to the middle. No, I got to swing hard, lengthen the swing, and really go pin hunting. That's what and I honestly, like to do when I'm struggling. 
the only the only question I would ever give them about how they ran it was the last two three holes on this day. I think it was a little bit too much to be playing in terms of it's dark. Like the the last hole was like basically you can't see anything and we're playing. I'm like really. No, are you allowed to say that's enough? I I always thought that, but officials said you can't stop until we like say it's time to stop. Because you're at a severe disadvantage if you're playing in in that dark. Oh yeah, definitely. And just even like the last hour in general is like it's already getting somewhat tougher to see the greens. You can see the ball fine, but then the last and and I get there are certain situations where. Let's say the last group has two holes up and they just want to get it done with. Like I get that, but like there was, there were no chance. The last group had like six more holes. Yeah, like, you're why, you're playing the next day anyway. Why even yeah, play? No matter around? what, you're coming back out. Everybody's coming back. So like, why even play around with it? So they and go that's, on, and that's the cut day. So the afternoon round will be shorter. So they don't really need. You know, they're not trying to cram through everybody. Exactly. So I, I just, I didn't really get it, but so. And I kind of, I'm not playing that good. So I'm like, I'm just like, as soon as they say you're, we're stopping, I'm done. Right. That's kind of, I'm like almost playing slow at this point. Just like, let's right. You're like, just make it stop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I part of the part five in the dark, you know, and it got so bad. Like the guy, the guy before me putts and his putt turns a lot to the right. And I thought it was straight and his putt turned like a foot to the right. And I'm like, wow! I didn't really see that. <laughs> I, can't see. I just think I just think that's bullshit. I mean, it is. That's and so I'm not. Cool. I know you don't complain, but so then I play way outside and lips out. I'm like, good thing I like played that break. I wouldn't even come close to making it. So we come. So finally, they stop. We have two holes left. So I come back in the morning, wake up early. So now I'm two. I'm still. I'm one over total, right? Seventy-one and then one over two over this round. So I come back. I'm like, all right, fresh course, like perfect. All right, maybe I could get a birdie or two coming in, right? Just kind of change the momentum. And you, and you I, even you even sent us that in a text: steal a birdie yeah. or two, and yeah, get back to even total. And I even thought, I think the lead was at ten, maybe eleven. And I said, I'm not out of the tournament. I did not feel like I was out of the tournament. I know I've shot good scores this summer. Um, I'm thinking, you know, if I could go out there and and you know, steal one here, get back to even, and shoot like seven under on Saturday's round. I'm right back in it. So I'm like, nah, I don't feel like I'm out of it. And then you just take your chances on Sunday. Now, obviously, you want to be kind of more. You don't want to have to feel like you have to do it like that. But that's just the way it was. So then, worst case scenario, so I hit the perfect drive on eight, my first hole, and I pull a wedge up on the top shelf of the green, and I hit the putt probably about four feet by, and I miss it. So it's just like it just like felt like a carryover from the day before. It's like really, like this is what it's going to be like. Then I par nine, so I signed for the seventy five. It just it just was like such trash. You know, I deserved to shoot it. Nothing. There's no bad breaks about it. Just sucked. It sucked from the start. I finished garbage and I started like garbage. And and the the really shitty thing that I thought of about you for then is it was a two day experience. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like I shot a seventy-five. I'm going to go home and sleep it off and come back yeah. in the morning and exactly. And now you got this weird scenario where you wake up at five thirty, play two holes, suck again, and now you have like three and a half hours before you tee off against. It's like so stupid. 
so then come out. So come on Saturday. I said, all right, you know what? It's over now, right? It's over. Let's just try to have a good. Right, I, I made I made the cut. Let's make a little yeah. bit of money. Yeah, let's see what we can do. Who knows? Um, and now I'm still on that birdie drought. Right, I hadn't made a birdie since the thirteenth hole, or I'm sorry, what? But my fourth hole, the second round, and I go through the whole course. And do not birdie. I parred the first four of the Saturday round. Is that correct? LD, that's you. I... Let me look really quick. I think I got the Saturday round. I started on ten. I got it up there. Yeah, you started on ten. I don't think I don't. Yeah, I thought you blitzed the front. Oh, I'm no. You know what? I bogeyed eleven again. This is my second hole, that part three. I hit it uh I hit it left and didn't get up and down. So now it just felt like even more of like a bad feeling, right? And I'm like, come on, man, you gotta turn this around. So then I get to the par five and I didn't birdie that one. And now I've gone eighteen holes without a birdie. Eighteen straight holes without a birdie. And for me to do that, that's like really bad. Cause I like to make a lot of birdies. I mean, who does? I don't mean it like that. That's just usually my game. Like, I usually make some bogeys, but I usually make a decent amount of birdies. So to go 18 straight, that's really bad. And then something happened on 14. It's one top of on the course. I hit this 5-iron in there. Par 4, hitting a 5-iron is long hole. Hit it just out to the right. It drew into about 5 feet. And I made the putt. And it just felt like right there, like, all right, this is what I needed. And then I went out to birdie the next two. And I was just feeling, all of a sudden, everything changed. It just seemed like, oh, wait, I'm back. I'm back, just like that, right? And, of course, I bogey 18, tough hole. And then I bogey. Bad, bad, bad bogey or okay bogey? Kind of, well, tough hole, pulled it just left off the tee, hit a decent shot that kind of just rolled off the green and went into the collection area, hit an okay chip, and lift out the putt. So it kind of felt like I didn't do anything too bad there, but made bogey. Then go to go to make the turn. So make the turn at uh, with the three birdies, one under. So kind of got some back, but then immediately give it right back on the front and made bogey on two and four. Just kind of giveaways there. But then followed up with birdie, birdie, and then birdie the last to shoot seventy. Get it all back to even after all that. So made six birdies and four six birdies and four bogeys that day. So that kind of yeah. just goes to show. And then the first day, what do we say, was four birdies. So, you know, that's kind of what I'm more looking for, four to six birdies. That that was the difference in that the second round is only making the one. So I moved up a little bit. I think I moved up from, like, 50th to 40th or something like that. But no chance of winning now. Too far back. Even par lead is, what, 13 or something like that? Yeah, you had a long way to go. Yeah, so now I'm just thinking, let's just go out there and do the best you can on the last day, right? And that last day played so tough. Every flag was as tough as possible. The wind picked up a little bit. Obviously, a little bit more pressure. Greens have firmed out now from the rain on Friday. That's not even, that's basically forgotten. And then yet the fairways still are somewhat softer. So you're not getting a ton of rolls. It's playing even longer. And then this is the only day they didn't do lift clean in place in the fairways. Um, They didn't do lift clean in place the day after it was delayed from rain? No, Friday, Sunday. Was oh, yeah, 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 okay. They did the first three. So it's just going to play the toughest. And then now, are, are, are you thinking this day 
is money even in your head, or are you just out there going to play golf? I'm just going out there to play. Just, you okay. know, at the end. Um, I was looking at scores in the years past, and if you look at the tournament and how it plays, there's, for some reason, the last day, whatever it is, if you look at scores, it always plays the toughest. You can look online and look back to, like, the last four or five years. If you look at the scores on the last day, it just seems like it plays tough. I don't know why. I've never played the tournament before. I didn't know why. Well, I found out why. It's because it's just the way they set it up. They want, the, they want like, you have to play really good in order to shoot a decent number. So, start off, drive, I, I end up going driver on the, I'm 10 now. I'm kind of behind. Let's just see what can happen, right? Drive in the fairway bunker, miss the green, end up making about, like, a six-footer for par. Felt like that was big. You know, who wants to bogey the first, you know, the bad start theory? Then 11, uh, this flight was insane. At 190 par 3, you got a flight just barely over a bunker with water right in behind it. I mean, just like insanely tough. Like, you'd have to just be out of your mind to aim at this flag, I felt like. So I pulled it left, and I chipped in. Okay. So now positive, this, vibes are, positive vibes are starting to roll. Everything changed, yeah. This, is, this is when yet. your sister sent me the thing that said you were uh, you were like one of the hot ones on the course or something, right? I if, if I haven't hit a green yet, and I'm one under. Right. It's like a trim start. And this chip was really tough, and it just rolled in. It was just like perfect. And then the next one missed like an eight-foot birdie putt. Like something, oh, that would have been so nice to make. Then birdie the next hole. Now two under. And I immediately go look at my phone. And I like moved up so much. Because like, people were like bogeying like right off the start. Right, and so every, everybody else is moving backwards and you're starting to go yeah, the opposite way. I looked up, I'm like already in like the top 20. And I've only played four holes. And I was in 40 at the start. So we get to the next hole... And I missed about a five-foot birdie putt, or par putt. I'm like, come on, man, really? Just gave it away. Then I hit the shot of the tournament on the par five. I had a three-wood in, and the flag was all the way back, and I hit this low cut exactly like you would have imagined it to happen. And it hits, like, on top of the first ridge, kind of goes down the hill, rolls up the hill to three feet, and make it eagle. Now I look at my phone, I'm, like, in the top ten. Pretty much at three under, and this is all within an hour. Yeah, I'm at three under for the day. I'm three under for the tournament, and everybody's just now everyone's on the course pretty much because we started off one in ten, and I was like one of the first groups. And now everyone's on the course. Everyone's just dropping. I'm like, and I know it's playing hard, but I'm like thinking, is it really playing that hard? I mean, or am I just playing that good? And I feel, it kind of felt like both. And uh, so make the safe made pars on seventeen and eighteen, the two tough holes. And then made the turn and made another birdie on one. So now I'm four under. And uh, I think at this point, you guys might know better than me. I was probably, what, seventh maybe at this point? I think, that was, I think that was the highest you got up to. Okay. And then I made a bogey on the par three, which was kind of dumb. And missed like a four-footer again. You know, I missed two putts five feet or less on this day. And I didn't really make anything crazy long either. Chipping, but uh, no long putts. Then snuck in another birdie on six and eight, and I was five under on the day. And I swear, so you think seven was high? I swear at this point I was like fifth or something like that. But I could be wrong. Someone just told me that. That's I, I thought said. the highest I saw you get was seventh, but okay. 
Um, but you could have. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't live streaming you. No, yeah, yeah. I was the so, first. I mean, the once you shot the seventy-five, I wasn't going to sit by <laughs> sit by the computer and watch. You know, the reason, the reason why I say it is because I bogeyed the last to go to seventh. Like I would have thought I would have been in front of that because it's not like people were birding at the end. That's why I said that. So let's just say, you know, and then I bogeyed the last, which was kind of disappointing, but I just didn't hit good iron shots to the green from the bunker and made bogey. But 60, and when I got off court, I knew that was a good day. And I didn't realize it was as good as it was until the tournament was done. Until when? We, when, when we told yeah, you that you shot you. the lowest score of the day? Well, that's what I'm saying. When I, when I got done, I was one of the first people to be done, right? Because I was one of the first groups off 10. And I just thought that was just a really good, solid round of golf. Because I still looked at it and go, I missed two putts of five feet. Right, so it seemed like it could have very. You just look at that media and go, that could have been two better easily. Because I should, felt like I should have made both of those. So I'm thinking I kind of left two out there. And usually, if you feel like you leave two out there, you're not like like that. Obviously, two out there, and you don't you don't think of it like, oh, I I I played perfect because I didn't. But I was. No, did did you leave right away or did you hang out? I hang out and ate, hung out and ate lunch there. So I was it free. No, I had to pay. There's no such thing as a free lunch. <laughs> so I got done, and I thought, oh, this is a good solid round. And then as the score's coming, I'm like, wow, that was like an amazing round. I'm like, wait a second. I'm up, I'm up like 32 spots on the last day. I'm the round of the day right now. And then everybody came in, and nobody else, nobody else shot in the 60s. I was the only one in the 60s. You didn't know that until we told you. I know, and I thank you for telling me. And I, did, I was amazed that it was that good, or that like nobody else shot in the sixties. Is what I mean. Yeah. No, I, your sister sent me a picture. There was a big board out, and you were listed as like the hottest player on the course. Yeah. Well, you know, I always think if you watch any tour event, I watch any PJ tour event, they'll come on with coverage on Sunday, and there's already a guy that's shot like sixty-five, right? And he's done. And he's already halfway to the airport. Yeah, that's what, the guy that you say, oh, he already shit the bed, and then Rory throws up the 65 and goes home. But you make him make a lot of money and a good living doing that, though. Yeah. And I well, You just guy, proved it. The last would, day, you made a couple thousand bucks by going out there and, and doing that. I mean, that's a I was, big difference. Yeah, I was that guy that day. And the money was nice, but I will say the main thing was after three days, I'm even. It's nothing special. You're looking at it like this is almost like a waste of time. And, and I don't mean it like that. I just mean it like if I yeah, you, another, there are no moral victories for you anymore. Like uh, you're not going another, out there to go out there and, and, you know, if I shoot another even and finish like 32nd, you're thinking like that's nothing that week. I mean, it was you're just looking at it like that was kind of a boring week. That round felt like it saved the whole tournament. What I wanted to win, of course, but to get in the top 10. It made it end on like a good note, which was kind of nice. So what's so what's next? 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. That I don't know. Okay, well, well, first off, we're, are you okay with how the performance went? Yeah, like that's that's what that last round made it okay. Isn't that like weird? That. If it was the other way, though, you would feel like it was. If I finished seventh by shooting like seventy six on last day, yeah. If yeah. you had all the same scores but moved them around, you'd yeah, feel like shit. Like, so if I go sixty eight seventy first two days, then finish it up with seventy one seventy five. Yeah, you'd you'd be pissed. Yeah, but that's just how it goes. I know. It's just weird, though, because you can shoot the yeah. same scores just in a different order, and it's yeah. the difference between choking and rising to the occasion. See, I can't say it's rising to the occasion, though, because rising to the occasion means you played good all week. Because somebody can look at it and go, oh, as soon as like you were out of it, that's when you played your best. See, I think it's rising to the occasion because you were struggling. I mean, that second round, you were struggling. You were sick. And you you came out on Sunday, and what we like to call nut cutting time, and you uh, you made money. Yeah. So there's two things. Well, there's at least one. The amazing thing that I look at is I went around that course in 72 holes and didn't make one double bogey. Yeah, that's pretty good considering you uh, hit one in the water and one out of bounds, not um, on par fives. If you look at everyone's scorecard, I would probably say I'm the only one who did that all week. Because even I saw the leader had a triple one day, the winner. Wow. I mean, I'm just looking at, like, to go around the course with no doubles. Did I play great every day? No. But I made the two bad swings, and I was able to immediately recover. And otherwise, I didn't put myself in that bad of a spot ever since then, other than those two. Yeah, that's what uh um Club Pro guy said. Anytime you get out there without you know, a couple without a net double, you know you know you played well. And well, Evan, Evan probably didn't make a net double because he's probably giving a stroke back on that part three. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and then the other thing I look at too is I don't think I think the last day I played really good. I think that was about the only day I played to where I felt like that's where I should be playing. Um and to still finish top ten in like a national tournament like that with good this was good competition, good golf course, tough course, and everything about it. And to sneak in the top ten without even like really like playing great, I felt like that was kind of important to me. Like, yeah, shooting these sixty fours all summer was really nice. Like, yeah, when I'm hitting it perfect, like I feel like I should do that. Right? But to do it when you're not like totally on, I feel like that's even like more impressive sometimes. I agree. 
do you give yourself a, a break for being sick or are you kind of hard on yourself still about that kind of stuff? No, I just think that just doesn't really matter that much because I don't think it affected my play. It might have caused me a penalty shot in that one, but I don't think it affects my play. And it's probably my fault for getting sick because I'm going out all these, to the, all these bars and stuff. Yep. <laughs> just wait till the other symptoms and you start getting bumpy and it burns when you pee. You just wait. <laughs> no, I've been giving my sister a bunch of garbage because I said when she got to Florida, that's when I started not feeling that good. Like that happened a, a little bit after. And I said, you brought these Michigan germs with you. Florida has that good air you don't get sick from. You're bringing this crap to me. We are um, a hot spot. Number, number one, baby. It's amazing how in the media, when Florida's number one, that's all I hear about. Michigan's number one, I don't hear that anymore. That's called, no, That don't matter, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting how it works. Well, we like. have a, a Democrat governor and we're wearing yeah. masks. Yeah. Media. So, so, the media. Oh, so no. ours is... Uh, well, ours is because there's still people who refuse to get vaccinated is what they're blaming on now. Yeah. But it's really just because I don't want to get into this, but the last five people I know that have it are all vaccinated. So I feel like I still feel like and now that because I've lived in both states, you know, Florida in the summer is when you're indoors. Yeah, don't bring Evan. Do not bring common sense and logic to this conversation. It has Michigan nothing to do with season, it has nothing to do with seasonality and people being inside. It has nothing to do with that. So, so let's get back on ta- topic here. So you said what's next? So next is, you know, you're getting close to Thanksgiving and Christmas. I don't know what I'm going to play and if I'm going to play much. Is there anything going on? Is there even an option? I'm sure maybe I I'll look into stuff. I'm sure maybe I can find a little bit here and there, but. Um, yeah, I might just write it up as it was a great 2021 year. I might find a few more at the end of the season here. You know, PJ Tour is going to be done. Well, don't you not want it to end? I mean, you're kind of well, on a hot streak. I have no choice. That's just the way it goes. I don't think hot streak has to end just because the calendar turns. So are we, I mean, are we, are we thinking Monday Q for the Florida swing or like, is that, I don't that's see that's still at least a couple months away though. That's not until February, at least not March. Yeah. So, you know, try to find maybe a couple things but in the meantime, but you know, PJ Tour is gonna wrap up until at least Thank January, God. Now. Why you have you not have you not been watching? I watched some of Houston, but it's just it needs an off season. You can't you you can't go two fucking years. I can't I need a break. Well, they're they're this is their last week until January, I think. Thank God. <laughs> Boy, why do you say how you really <laughs> Why are you why are you hating on guys making money? I'm not. Just don't act like it's a real tournament. So, don't don't act I mean I can't I can't get psyched up for the Houston to watch Kokrak win. I mean I just can't. So who? But when but when Tiger won the Zozo two years ago, you were fucking ecstatic. Yeah, but that was at you know that was Tiger. That was, this okay. is Coke Rack. I mean, so and the one question I was wondering is like, what, what do you think like the ratings are getting for events like this? I mean, oh, it's bad. Is it this like one, really bad? This one wasn't even barely on TV. Yeah. So my thing then is how so like these sponsors. I don't know Hewlett Packard, right? Was that the sponsor? They gotta throw the same money as like the tour- tournaments in the summer. 
I, no, I no, no, no way. No, it's less money. It's got to yeah, be for sure. Like a hundred, you know that for a fact, or you just—it's got to be. Well, I mean, you pay—you're paying advertising for the amount of eyes that are on it. So, yeah. like, I would think even like in the dead of summer, like I'm guessing even the rocket is less than. Like I'm, I'm guessing there's tiers and sponsorships. Yeah. Like if you want to do a um, a world golf event, it's X. If you want to do this, it's this. Yeah. Okay. That's you're probably right. Yeah. But I would have to think there's not very many. I mean, if we're not watching it, I mean, who is watching it then? But you no, know where, where we think- we are. That's a hundred percent correct. If we're not watching it, nobody's watching it. People in Houston. Yeah. It's probably a big deal for Houston. But I feel like this tournament used to be played not now. It was played the week before the Masters always, yeah. Thank you. But who's, I mean, and not to knock our tournament, but who's watching the Rocket Mortgage if not us? Who's watching the 3M if not for people from Minnesota? Well, I watched, but I watched the Houston when it was before the, before the Masters. It was, uh, Sungjae's first win was the Houston Open. I agree. I agree with Pat. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I still feel like the fact that when it's in the summertime, you know, people might play golf at their local facility and then go inside and watch a little bit, maybe, right? Yeah. Like, I just feel like this time of year, like, when you're competing against football, like, just, like, people who play golf this time of year are going inside and watching football games. Right. Right. Yeah, you want to play early to be done by... And there's some, your... there's some good football on. <laughs> I mean... We got good college football. We got good pro football. It, it's uh, it's hard to get fired up to watch golf. It Sunday. is, and even basketball has started now. And it's yeah. like, I don't really like basketball, but you know, the Pistons got a number one pick. I'd like to. I'm watching a little bit we're of. Fun. It. We're fun. We're fun to watch. The Red Wings are kind of back. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's some exciting shit going on. So it's it's tough to get. Plus, you just well, need to reset your brain. I mean, just look at last week, though, right? So you had. PJ Tour champions, you had Phil shoot what, like sixty four to win? I watched that. I I watched more of that than the Houston Open. And I didn't had, realize Phil was in it or I'd have watched. And then you had Furick and Longer battling for the cup, and of course Longer took it again. You know, Which is absurd. That's you know absurd. Longer's sixth cup. And the next best is two. I mean, that's just like and he's 64, and in the interview, he's like, I'm going to get my knee worked on a little. I'm like, Bernie, you probably need your hip replaced. Yep. And then the ladies, did you guys see I mean, you probably didn't see the ladies, right? My no, sister you, had, you said the ladies was great. My, my Mercedes. On, my sister had it on in her on her phone in the car on the drive home, and you had Nellie triple 17, then Birdie 18 to give herself a chance. Say Young Kim, number one in the world, was in the clubhouse. There was Ty. And then Lydia Ko shot like some low round to Ty. And then Lexi ended up with like a five footer on 18 to win and missed it. So you had a four way playoff with probably the four biggest names in the game. And then Nelly ended up winning. So that's pretty that's pretty impressive to me. Make triple on 17, then birdie 18, then birdie the playoff to win. Has Lexi ever made a big putt to win something? Uh, if she has, I haven't seen it. Yeah, because now I'm just I, I'm bad. thinking back I, now. Solheim Cup, she had that putt putter up, and it didn't go in. And like, I'm trying to think. I don't the la- the ladies U.S. Open. She put like a turd and lost. Yeah, 
I, I agree. And if you ever want to watch a video on YouTube, it's this week's event, the Tour Championship Ladies. She missed like a one-footer to win or something like really bad. And, and you know, the toughest thing to watch her putt, these like short putts that don't go in, a lot of times they don't even hit the hole. Yes, yeah, that's, that's how it was in the Women's U.S. Open. She was missing bad. Like, it's one thing to, like, lip out five-footers. It's another thing to miss by, like, a decent bit. I mean, how? I, I just don't, like, how? Like, you're pro. Her brother gave her a bad read. How good? Do you think women's golf would just be, like, a lot better off if she could just really go out there and, like, win a bunch of tournaments? Do you think that would give him a bump? Yes. Like if she was a, a great champion and a do you, like and I'm I'm not saying she's unlikable, but like really likable. She's likable. Well, that's where that's where Corda's different. Which one? Corda's different. Well, they did a whole thing on uh, TikTok and Instagram and shit. They're always posting stuff. They had a thing yesterday, I think, or yesterday. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Um, where they were out like taking questions and playing golf and they just got like in from the airport. So there was iron covers on their irons and they were taking a lot of shit for it. And like, but then they were like giving shit back. Like, you know, they're saying how they, uh, the iron covers are only on there cause they were traveling. They went right from the airport on there. They don't use iron covers. Like they were defending their honor and stuff it was like it was good to watch and it was just in the stories you don't see See, like lexi doesn't do that shit yeah that's why i think that's why i think they could be stars yeah do you know why lexi i think doesn't do that because she's she's like tiger and has no personality no do you remember when she played golf with trump and yeah i was just i was just getting ready to say that she's like there was so much backlash for that and she had to, like, delete her whole social media because of it. There was, like, so yeah. much hate. Yeah, it was right before election time or right around. It was right at peak. Yeah. Well, obviously, it had to have been somewhere a bit ago because Limbaugh died. Yeah. Dude, I don't care what political party you're in or whatever. If you have a chance to play golf with the president, you play golf with the fucking president. Joe Biden's a senile old bastard. If he said, "Hey, let's go golfing," I'd be, I'd be out there right now. Well, that's what the the haters online did not agree, and she, I don't know, people didn't like it, and I don't know, just didn't didn't go over very well. I felt like I hate people. People suck. Yeah, we know you're, but not our listeners. 
<laughs> and if you really don't want to suck, go to the Bogey Golf Store. Link in our bio on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, go there. Buy shit. I'm going to buy shit. Get money. <laughs> Get money. No, it's a no, it's a deal, honey. If I buy these nine sweatshirts at forty bucks, I'm gonna make two dollars a piece. So they're like thirty eight dollars sweatshirts. Um, yeah, I did price them. Uh, the profit margins are not super high, but I want. We're to not give, here to make money. No, I we're want to give to- the listeners a, a chance to like buy the shit and and the way they get you is like you pick the t shirts, right? So we have the two ones twenty five and ones twenty. I don't know the quality differences, but there's like you couldn't pick certain colors in the twenty dollars shirts. So okay. yeah. So yeah, but if you do buy something, uh, you know, take a picture, tag us in it when you get it, and then uh, if there's any issues with it, hit us up and let us know because I'll I'll complain and uh, make sure you get your shit right. And we, if there's anything you're good at, it's complaining. Right? That's right, baby. Professional. It's the elite, Bowser in elite. me. Elite punch-out game. You like writing the emails and getting it all sorted out, right? Strongly worded, baby. Strongly worded. Now, if somebody – let's just – I'm not saying for me personally, but let's just say listeners too. If I have to write an email and it's strongly worded, are we trying to make that shorter or longer? It depends what kind of mood I'm in. (laughs) Well, what's like your best – what would you give advice to do? Short, passive-aggressive. Short pet, okay. Oh, no, I like to... Uh, like, is this supposed to be, like, four paragraphs? No, I would never go four paragraphs because they're not going to keep reading it. After you after you really get into them, like, you start off, you got to do, like, the Stewie Griffin compliment sandwich where you give them something and then you bash them over the head and then you give them a compliment at the end. So, so I'd say, like, like you like, want to be... Yeah, you got about 12, 12 to 15 sentences. Give us like a, an example, like of, of the of the compliment in the beginning. Well, like if I was say I'm complaining about, uh, I don't know, my iPhone. I would write that you know I, I I'm an avid user of Apple products. I buy the newest as soon as it comes out. I love it. This new update's a worthless piece of shit. I don't know how to work anything. My photos and videos and stuff aren't playing on my phone right now. I never even agreed to do this update. It just happened when I was sleeping. And why don't you guys beta test things? Thank you for your time, and I, I hope that you uh, improve this later. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Boy, it really sounds like you got the almost memorized. <laughs> no, well, I'm really pissed off about the update on the phones right now. See, I, I was thinking golf tournament, like, Hey, dear Carl, thank you. We really appreciate all the work you put into this thing. But can you please take the time to explain to me what the hell you were thinking with the pin on number four that ruined the integrity of this whole tournament for everyone? <laughs> Can't wait to play next year. Right, if you right. set up one more par right. three at 200 yards, I'm going to bust you over the head with my seven wood. Right. Kind regards. Tell Betty. I give Betty my best. <laughs> so. So that reminded me. I never, I, we never brought this up, and I want to bring some of the tournament before we wrap it up. Um, the the hole in one prize twenty five thousand dollars, number seventeen. <laughs> I can think of no hole that could have been more difficult than this one, and this is the hole that they chose to give away money on. Well, yeah. I mean, every part three at the course was very challenging. The easiest one was 180 yards, and there was water around the green. 
but they decide to go to a 220 yard hole. What is she doing? Laundry or dishes? Dishes another floor away from me. Oh, that's so, your house. Okay, yeah, it's a she lot. Does stuff, she does stuff with passion. I, what are you talking to me? I thought it was. No, I thought EB was in there doing shit. Evan doesn't have dishes. Paper plates don't make noise. Yeah, that's true. I do have paper plates. So, two hundred twenty yards into the wind every day. This is not just like let's hit a three iron. This is just let's hit rifled three irons and just hope we get on the green. That's basically how this whole played. I looked. I don't. I think I only saw one or two birdies on that hole. The last day there was two birdies. <laughs> like what? Yeah, I mean it like, was you playing tough. Has to be, you know, like seventy guys. All right, a hole has to be pretty tough in order for that to happen. I think. Did I send you the numbers where it was like three hundred guys attempted the hole and there was only like 14, 15 birdies all week or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, that's just, that was the least birdied hole, I think, of the entire week. But when you're giving out money, that's how you do it. That's 100% of you. The insurance is cheaper. Yeah, you don't want to put it, you're going to put it at a 75-yard one with uh, where it slopes right to the flag. It's not the par three at Augusta. I mean, just give me something where I at least feel like I have a chance. Last day, it was so much wind against, I hit a three iron, it didn't even get there. It was short of the green. And I wasn't about to hit a three wood. It's like not even a chance. You know what you need? Heaven wood. Mm-hmm. Or you sh- you don't carry a hybrid, do you? I have no hybrids. And I did walk away from the tournament thinking maybe I should go for one. Just for like the way the course played. Like I tell you what, you can rifle those hybrids out of that out of that Florida rough. Well, it wasn't it was, I wouldn't have had that very much because most of the time I'm hitting like a seven or eight iron in. Right, that wasn't really the issue. It was about, but just the idea of these par threes that were two twenty, and you're hitting a three iron in or four iron or something, and the ball is coming in lower. And not yeah, it's stop. hard to hold that. Yeah, or you can hit a nice, beautiful moonshot with a hybrid. Yeah, that's kind of it, it. Did made me think of it. I've never really liked hybrids that much, but it made me think maybe I'll give it a try. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody for listening. Get your ass to the Bogey Golf Store. Ethereum's down. Are we looking forward to anything this weekend? Or are we coming up? Uh, Big game for your boys? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Any chance? There's always a chance. They did I, it once before, right? Michigan State did it once before? Yeah, it's 17-14 with backup quarterbacks. Um, let's say there's always a chance. I think the spread is currently, what, 20? Yeah. Uh, if I was a betting man, it would probably be. I'd probably take Ohio State. I'm not touching it. I I think Ohio State might throw for 700 yards. I, I that's my thing. Like they're yeah, well, Ohio State's defense not that good. Yeah, but the Spartans' pass defense is like atrocious. So it's just and, they have, and they have three NFL first round draft picks on there. Um, yeah, I mean the only the, so the best case game. scenario would be high scoring game if. Uh, a snowstorm or a big rainstorm or something would would be very helpful, I think. Or or forty eight carries for two hundred and eighty six yards. See, I don't even know if that does it. Did you see what they did to Purdue? Yes, they scored on like eight straight possessions. Like you can't you yeah, kick, a, you kick a field goal and you're down. <laughs> like, you lose four. Yeah, yeah. it's just I don't yeah, know. They gave up a lot of points to Purdue. 
Yeah, but they were. It was all garbage points. Yeah, but I didn't know the betting odds when it's minus twenty stop during garbage. They time. don't. But I'm saying, as far as like a competitive game, if I think they can, they can win. It's not. I'll be watching. I don't know, man. Mel, Mel might just walk in there with a dude. Mel is just like, gonna like, like the like the million dollar man belt on and just like start smoking stogies and say, "Gotcha." Ninety five million dollars. A little early. I'm just gonna say it's a little early. It's wait. They gave him the money. Well, it's they're saying it's probably gonna be finalized tomorrow. Ninety five million dollars for ten years. Evan, do you think Mel? Do you think Mel should make more than Nick Saban? Probably not. No. What a time! What a time! I will say though, I know we're not a football podcast, but I will say when they started saying Mel Tucker's going to go to LSU. I kind of thought like people were just being dumb by saying that. No, that was the people. best thing that could ever happen to him. If it wasn't, if it was any other school other than LSU, the billionaire alumni would not have been shitting okay. bricks. Just, just not to, letting it happen again. Mm-mm. Just, just yeah, but just like a just like a fact here. Every coach in SC is white. Like that's not by accident. Good point. Sylvester like Cream used to be the coach of uh, Ole Miss, I think. Okay, but like, let's get real here. That's just not a thing at LSU. Okay, like it's. I live in the SEC country now. Like that's not a thing here. And I'm not trying to be bad. I'm not trying to be a bad person here. It's just you kind of are, Evan. I took two hours of discrimination and equality and diversity training today, and I feel like you. I need to intervene here and stop you from saying things that are wrong. Did you have to do the um? What's it called? The bias test. The subconscious bias. Yeah. Nope. That's I, should very, take one. I should take one of these bias tests. I watch too much cable. Oh, well, I, my I, problem with it is I feel like it's. An, I don't know how it's accurate it is because I get so nervous about what button I'm pushing on any of them that I feel like my reaction time is so slow. <laughs> like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. No. So, but all right, I'm closing the show. I'm going to close it with something real classy like five stars. <laughs> no, no race humor, no race humor. Five stars. Five stars wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening. Good day. Have a wonderful day. TTFN. Hot off for now. Oh, bye. I'm sorry, what? What part didn't you understand? The buh or the bye? Bye bye. Okay, lady. I love you. Bye-bye. That's all, huh? Live long and prosper. Toodaloo. Au revoir. I'll feel the same. Ciao. Ding dong day. Bye-bye. This concludes our broadcast day. Bye, boy. Bye.